This is the Finding What's True podcast. This is a podcast about being really honest with yourself and seeing what happens when that truth is your compass. Let's see where it takes us. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to share today's conversation with you. I spoke with my friend and local business owner, Lonnie Fox from Rose Mallow Artisanal. And you know, that feeling you get when you stumble upon something that you love accidentally, and then you think, wow, that was so wonderful. I love that. Well, Lonnie did that and she didn't let it go. She just kept going with that feeling. And I think a lot of us tend to have those moments. We take a pottery class, we um, take a printmaking class or learn a language for a minute and think, wow, I love this. And then life happens and we forget that that thing that brought us joy was bringing us balance and that it is worth keeping in our life, even if it means setting down a few other things that perhaps are taking up space and are not bringing us as much joy. So grab a warm cup of something or iced if that's your thing and settle in for this lovely conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you because I haven't actually gotten the chance to kind of get the story from the beginning of how Rose Malo started. And I'm curious. I know it was something that you dreamed up, I think, during the pandemic, correct? Yeah. So you know, the pandemic was like super hard and super dark for us. Like it was for lots of people. We kept a worry, our oldest home for a really long time, much longer than a lot of the people that started sending their kiddos back to school to sort of be extra COVID safe. And I had Roni, my son, who was, um, a few years younger than her and not even in preschool yet. Um, and so I was just so focused on the kids. And then there were always like lots of grocery shortages. So because I was so focused on the kids and I like to bake and cook and when the kids would ask for something, I would just be like, sure, I've never made that before, but why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> so one of the things that they wanted that we couldn't find were marshmallows. And so I, I just was like, why not? I'll make this. Um, and so I had already sort of like one of my COVID hobbies was, had become like extracting vanilla. Mm. Um, and so I used like a fresh, fresh vanilla beans. And I made this really amazing, like vanilla bean marshmallow. And it was great. And so I made it, I gave it away to a bunch of friends. Everybody loved it. And then I just, every once in a while, when the kids would like bring it up I'd make a marshmallow again and then um but it was intermittent and then at some point I don't know why I was like oh these are you know really good like I should maybe I can try to do something different with the flavor I can't remember what inspired me but I was like I'm gonna make a strawberry one with honey 
And so I made the strawberry one with honey and the kids and I got all fun and we like swirled in all these like natural food colorings in there. And it, people were, um, we had friends calling it unicorn meat, but then, (laughs) and it tasted like amazing. And then I went in the garden and I was like, oh gosh, there's so much basil. Why don't I pair this with basil? And then it just like, when that happened, it just like burst my world open because I was like, okay, that was good. Now that was like amongst the best things I've ever put in my mouth. (laughs) So then after that, I was just like, oh my God, if I can do this, like, it was like opening Pandora's box. I was like, what else can I do? And it sort of like unlocked the key of like my creativity. Then I just started thinking up all of these different ideas. And I, the ne- like the next flavor was like somewhat like simple, but it was like a totally brown sugar based marshmallow. And I pulled all of these herbs from the garden and topped it with it. And so then I just kept on like being like, okay, that was a success. That was good. How do I do this? And there were definitely like, I mean, this was sort of like uncharted territory because like very, basically no one's doing this on the marshmallow groups that I'm on. There were very few people that were using like, essentially no one that was using like real produce in it. And so I just started like marrying my passions of like, I love extracting stuff. It's so fun. And then I love growing things and then I love cooking. And the fun thing about extracting is that like you can take, I can make the strawberry marshmallow and then I can take the tops off it and extract them in alcohol. So I'm like able to have like this sort of no waste sort of thing going on as well, which is also something I'm incredibly passionate about. Like I want to be able to use the whole plants or item in like every way possible. And I do that with the vanilla bean. I use the bean, like use the seeds and then I use the pod and then I grind the pod, you know, like I do it in every way possible. So I just felt like this was just like this wild creative experience for me. And then it turned out that like, one, it is totally unique and people like the response to them was also amazing. You know, we all have this idea of a marshmallow. Like I like marshmallows anyways, which would make sense because I own a marshmallow company, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, they're often like hard, really chewy, um, like, and pretty flavorless. They really need to be like put into something like, or like toasted to taste good. Um, so no, very few people like had the enjoyment of like enjoying a marshmallow on its own, almost like a truffle. Yeah. Yeah. And they are so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And also just like, it's so fun because like, like, it's like a, they're like fireworks in your mouth. It's like this flavor experience where it's like, it, I put it in my mouth. And I'm chewing on it and I taste one thing. And then it's like, whoa, how am I tasting something new? Yeah, I've had the pleasure of tasting some of your concoctions. And it is kind of like a wine in that way where you kind of like taste different notes. What I love so much is that you just started by following 
your excitement and like your joy and your interests. And I think so many of us may have just made those marshmallows for our kid that one time and then gotten busy um, because I know you have another job. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like a legit job. Um, but the fact that you like kept following this and let it lead you towards more and more, and now it's an actual business and you have children at home is pretty remarkable. <laughs> Thanks. It just, Sarah, you know, when like you do something and it's just like so beautiful and so special that like, you can't let it go like I just knew like from the moment that I ate that strawberry one this the path that I need to follow and I will say that like it is not as if I have not had lots of doubts throughout the journey you know but there was just something so special and so unique and so beautiful that I was like I have to see where this takes me because I know this is incredible. Yeah. And it seems like it was really like tapping into all these very unique to you points of creativity that lit up all that joy in a time, like you said, that was really dark and hard. And so the fact that it started, like it started to bloom during the pandemic pandemic and like hit all these points of joy for you. Like you said, like growing, extracting, color, taste, like all these things, delight in sharing it with your friends and your family. And you're like, this feels so good. Um, and then you kept going and you said, you know what? I can't just let this go because it feels so good. <laughs> and getting all those downloads is like how so many people describe being connected to something higher, right? This creativity yeah. like elevates us to this place of beauty. Yeah. I, I just like, I so, I felt so stifled. And then for some reason, like, I don't know why it happened to be the marshmallows, but the, the marshmallows were like the key to sort of like, uh, like unlike unlock my stifling, you know, like yeah. I, I think it's allowed me to be like artistic in a way that I don't think I ever maybe totally knew I was, even though I'd participated in art um, mm -hmm. for a lot of my life. I think I just never felt like that was sort of where I wanted to put my passion and creativity. And I just felt like this hit in a way that nothing else had. Like, the com I've never eaten anything with the complexity of flavor of these and it's like a marshmallow who what the heck <laughs> like they're not considered complex beings but they <laughs> like it really is a calm I, there's something about like the spun sugar that like it's really complex it's like it had been also probably caged up and not allowed to like sing its true song and I feel like we're singing our true songs together <laughs> let it find a higher version of itself I love that yeah yeah it's just so and like isn't it fun when you're over and we're trying them oh my gosh yes my my kids get really excited when they know we're coming to your house it feels <laughs> quite, quite magical and and yeah and the beauty of it and I I remember 
at one of the slow down sister sessions, how you were talking about the business and how it really kind of shifted things towards this lens of like following what makes you joyful, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of setting down the things that don't. And I, I just, I just love that, how this like path that you started on, which was not an easy path, but you followed it and it's bringing you all this joy kind of like revealed the permission to have more of that and to set down the things in our life as parents, as, you know, citizens, whatever that just are maybe put on us by culture and not so much what we want in our life. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like I wanted part. So I have a few things to say, like one of the reasons why I wanted to sell them is because I also wanted other people to like experience the joy of them because I did, I did feel like I know most of us went through pretty much all of us went through so much intensity during the pandemic that we need, like, we need legitimate joy and we needed like something to feel special and to feel different and to feel unique, which I want us to all be like in a way where, you know, I'm passionate about gardening. I'm passionate about cooking. I'm passionate about extracting stuff, but like I really also at the same time, am like, we all have different things that we're passionate about. You know, whenever somebody's like, oh, I wish I could garden. I feel like as mamas too, sometimes we're like supposed to be gardening the food and cooking it and all of these things and, and watching the kiddos. And I don't think that's how it worked. I don't think that's how humans are built. I think like when we lived in a communal system, we all had our own things that we were into and that worked together. Like, you know, we shouldn't feel like we have to be good at everything. Everything. Yes. Yes. And we shouldn't have to feel like we ha- we're supposed to be passionate about everything. And we shouldn't feel like we're supposed to be doing everything. And so I just started quietly quitting in my own household, like with certain things, you know, I don't like the, I don't mind washing the clothes. I do not like folding the clothes. So I just now in the in my closet, because it's my clothes, I have a basket of like, my cardigans and my like some of my dresses and I just throw them in there because I don't care if they're hung up I don't even like pulling them off the hanger I don't like putting them on the hanger I don't like any of that it doesn't do anything for me you know so I was like who am I do who am I doing this stuff for who Yes, but that right there, like it doesn't do anything for me, that piece right there. And when you were talking about how we as people have ideas in our head that we have to be everything, especially like the, I think this romanticized idea of motherhood or even fatherhood. I mean, you have like stereotypes of what it has to be. What, what is it that you connect with, right? Like the fact that you love your garden. And when we come to visit your home. The magic is there because we can tell these, Esme even said that she said, these plants have a lot of love, (laughs) right? But if you think you should be be doing it, you're going to wake up with resentment and a pit in your stomach. And you're going to go out to that garden and go, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do, right? There's have to do today instead of what extract can I make today? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And also like, you know, my sister-in-law, she's not particularly into gardening, but she like has felt like 
because all, all of us feel these pressures to do things, whether we're, it's what we're passionate about or not. And I've told her like, Rebecca, this tomato that you're eating, it didn't cost, there's like, it might taste better, but like, you could also just get the same tomato at the farmer's market. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like that what tomato like, it costs a lot of my time, a, like a lot of water, you know, like, it's not like you're, it's even like cheaper than the grocery store. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like all the, we, we bought soil and we bought seeds and, you know, there's water and all those things in there. So I'm like, there's no reason to do this unless you're passionate about it. Like, don't feel, yeah, that's, I think maybe this is what, it, what I'm trying to get at. Like, there's too much mama guilt on us on who we are supposed to be and that blocks us from investing our time in our passions i for example with rose mallow i do not like piping in baking i hate piping <laughs> i think it's beautiful i love that people do it it is not my thing it's not something i'm passionate about so i just decided i'm not doing that with rose mallow <laughs> i'm gonna like decorate with flowers and stuff that i actually like like, I'm not, I'm so, I'm so sick of spending time doing all these things that I do not like. I want to cut down on the time where I'm doing things that I do not like. And I would love, we, who is saying we have to have like the house look a certain way in life? There's positivity, but a lot of the positivity is like toxic positivity. And I think that honestly, our body saying, I don't like that is helping us to find the path of what you do like. Like if your body's not telling you, like, I don't like if you, if you're always just like, everything's flowers, then how are, where's the true, true joy in that? Like there is like, not everything's going to work for everyone. And I think that we need space for that. Not only like in life, but with like, I think about my kids with their academics. And I think about like, Rory and I'm like you know what does is she really how realistic is it that we are supposed to be good at everything that is unrealistic we grew up with these silly ideas of superheroes and superman and superwoman and they're just fantasies that like give us unrealistic ideas on who we're supposed to be and I think it just yes I love that and I love I think it just spreads us so thin and, and that is where we get into trouble because when you feel like you have to be good at all of it, at the job, at the cleaning, at the cooking, at the parenting, at the citizenship, you know, all of these things you have to be perfect at, you're spreading yourself across all of these pieces instead of getting quiet for a moment. Yes. Yourself, what you truly value and what you want to pour yourself into, what excites you, what brings you yeah. joy. And if you're coming from that place of excitement and joy, then, you know, deciding, I don't really care if my dresses are hung up. It's not, that's not a negative. That's a positive because it's allowing more space and time for the things that do bring you joy and bring more peace and love. And like, you're just going to be happier because you're, like you said, you're doing less of the things that are bringing you down that are not important to you. And I think that's where we get the guilt. We think it all has to feel important to us. Yes. It's okay. It's okay if you feel like gardening is not important to you. You can still appreciate yeah, it. It's okay. It doesn't have to be your jam, right? Like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And like, 
you know, or if the floors are done once a, you know, every week or whatever, like, it's okay if that's not important to you. If you don't mind grime in your toes, that's cool. Like, because yes. you're going to take all that energy that you just saved and pour it into some other area of your life, if you have kids or not, and you're going to have more to give, right? Yes. You know, marketing is not necessarily something that likes totally my forte and and so I'm, I feel like that also is like saying like, well, these are the things that I'm, I'm good at, but then I can get help on the things that I don't have, like, as I'm not, it's not like I'm terrible at the marketing, but like, I need help with that. And it, that's also like a softness. So like somebody can come in and say, like, help me with it. Like, I don't have to have all these walls up. I can be like, oh, I can delegate some of this stuff because, you know, this doesn't bring me passion I know that there are other people with these skills and like I don't have to be like clenching on and holding on to everything I can be like okay we can all be like working together in a team and things like that because I think that also that is probably that's got to be like holding some business owners back too of like I've got to do everything myself because no one else can do it as good as me and I'm like well it's probably likely that no one can make the marshmallows as good as me. Or again, but, yeah. Or again, feeling like you have to be able to do it all in order to start doing something, you know, yes. in order to, in order to start your business, feeling like I have to be able to do the marketing, the accounting, like all that. Yes. You have to be all of those people instead of yes. the honest to goodness truth is you can outsource the pieces that don't jive. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I can be like, I love making the marshmallows. There's probably no one out there that can make them like I can, you know, we're still at a point in the business financially where like, I can't outsource everything, but like, you know, I would be totally happy with like outsourcing all the graphics and like a lot of the marketing because those things are just not like I can do them probably not as good as somebody else, but it's not like it doesn't bring me joy and somebody else would be into it and do like a quality job and like you know yeah we don't have to hold on to everything we don't have to do everything yeah 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 I think you know just what you said about the person who's doing the marketing can't make the marshmallows like I can make them (laughs) yes this brings it back to this this peace that can come when you acknowledge this is my gift this is my interest this is my joy and I don't have to be everything I can follow this path and I can ask for help. And that's the desire too. I know we were talking earlier just around like more community, but I think also acknowledging other people's gifts, acknowledging your own and yeah, just the permission that it gives you to keep following what you have as an interest, Mm -hmm. not deviating so much into all realms, right? Of business of like, you understand all of this. I remember I gosh, I can't remember her name, but it, she started a, um, an apron company. It's like Headley and Bennett. Oh, you were talking to me about this. Yes. She has a book that was like dream first, but she talked about that, how like she just had to start and she had to kind of do what she knew how to do. And then she had to bring in people to help her with the other pieces. Yes. Right? Yes. Just totally. kept following that excitement. And I think anytime we're thinking about something we want to start, just start right? If you have that excitement, if you have that joy and that excitement, like just start because the rest will come. People will step in, people will help you, 
but just starting. And then, like you said, I know you've shared, like, it's not going to be an easy path, but it's not like, you're going to get a lot of, yeah. you know, but like, like with the tomato, like with the tomato, right? Like it's the joy that you're getting from growing it. You're like, yeah, yeah. I had to go out and get soil. I had to water it. Like all these things, it's not easier, but it's for me because it lights me up to do it this yeah. way. Let's go yeah. get it. You know, I could go buy a marshmallow at the store, but this is what does it for me. And like honoring that, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I think like too, like when, when you're following like a path that's kind of wild and crazy, there is going to be like some, sometimes like I do get like sometimes negative feedback. And also like, these are such a different product that like what than what we're used to like I mean I make like a cucumber and a cucumber rose one which is just like wild and they taste amazing but like not everyone's gonna like cucumber or cucumber rose like the people that do are going to love it and then there are people that you know there are gonna people people that don't and I think that's one thing that's hard for me is to be like okay, not everybody has to love me or like me or, you know, or my product, you know, like that's hard for me as well. And I think that's just like my own void that I'm working on. I'd love to be in a point where like, I can take it in and sort of be like, okay, this what fits for me and this doesn't and not like, oh my God, panic. I have to change. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like this person, it didn't work for this person. So I have to change everything. You know, that's been part of my path too, of being like, okay. Just knowing like you go into any store, any restaurant and you look at the menu and there's some stuff that doesn't speak to you, right? Yeah. You don't like it. I'm like, yep, I don't like capers. I'm not ordering that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like capers either. (laughs) Um, Whatever it is. And people get to have their opinions. And I think if the feedback is pointing towards an improvement, like you said, like then, then you can take it. But if it's deviating from the essential like spirit of what you're making then maybe that just wasn't for that person right like they just don't like marshmallows with flavors like this that's okay you don't have to be for everyone I remember a coaching course I did with Kathy Heller who I loved she she like repeated that over and over she's like you are not going to be for everyone and that is okay but you have to be for yourself like you have to stand up for yourself and what you're making and yes be open to to like you said, like how it's being received, but also like stand in that conviction, right? Of like, well, I'm not making a marshmallow that you're going to take and make a s'more with. I'm making one that you're yeah. going to sit with like a truffle in your cup of coffee and go, this is so beautiful. It's totally different. Like that's the spirit of it, right? Yeah. And I feel like I need to put that over my computer that like, that like the goal is to be like, true to myself and sometimes my husband says to me like Lonnie there's like there almost 30 million people in LA like it, there's gonna be like there's a market out there like we don't even need that big of a market I only need like you know if I had like a customer base of like a few thousand people that bought like at most once a year I would be like it would be wildly successful yeah. you know a, a tiny percentage of the population it's like less than like, sorry, anybody that's listening to this who knows that I have like a very like intense math background. Um, 
I can't calculate the percentage that that is right now, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, like less than a millionth of a percent um, or like, you know, a hundred thousandth of a percent of um, the population here. That's like minuscule. Yeah. A few thousand people in L just in LA County and not even throughout the country. That's like a minuscule. So there are, you know, there are people out there that like want these fun, interesting products. And it's just like, keep on walking on the path because it feels true to me. And then also, I think that the other thing that I need to work on is realizing that like, if opportunities, like for example, judging at the fair, which is going to happen tomorrow. And then on the stage, part of me was like, negative voice in my head is like, well, this is just happenstance. It's not because like of anything you did. It's just coincidence that they're like asking you to judge at the fair, you know, and like saying all these negative things. And it is actually that like, yes, I have put been putting in the footwork, a lot of work. And I do have something amazing and unique. And I do have something to provide. It's not just, they were like, we need bodies. You're going to be there, you know? So part of the thing trusting that these good things, yeah, trusting that the good things that are coming your way are connected to the good steps that you've been taking every day, right? Really celebrating them and not not undercutting them is important because if you hadn't kept going, if you hadn't inquired about this or that, it wouldn't be happening. And I think all these opportunities to be in community with other people that are making things and talking about things they love. I mean, that's all good energy, right? That's all coming through all that positivity that we need more of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, it's easy to like, sort of, for me, I usually go through like, oh, I'm so excited. And then I'll start like, afterwards like discounting like my excitement you know do you do that oh yeah absolutely all day (laughs) it's just (laughs) a roller coaster right (laughs) I think that is our job as humans is to constantly be in relationship with that negativity and find a way to to communicate with it and say yep I hear you but that's actually not what's happening right now (laughs) Yeah, it's coming up, right? It'll always come up. I think at the beginning of doing anything, definitely when you've walked the road for a while, these expectations, right? And that's why I'm so interested in all these books that have come out recently around the creative act, around the process of creating things, especially trying to create things as a parent, because I think you're so split in directions. And I just think you can start to judge putting too much energy in one bucket or the other. But I think it's so crucial to keeping that that soul, that inner voice like alive and honored to to make something that you that brings you joy, no matter what it is. Like you said, if it's loaves of bread every day, if it's yes, whatever, a graphic, like so many things can be creative, right? Like rearranging furniture. I don't care, but you have to listen oh, yes, to yes. you know? And and just honor it and not discount it because anytime I think you discount that voice, you're just feeding that negative side and then it only grows. Totally. I, I think that, and also I feel like in our household, since I started focusing more on what I'm passionate about, 
the kids are happier. I think my husband's happier. (laughs) (laughs) The kids are definitely happier. Um, I mean, they get to eat marshmallows, so yeah. yeah. Although they kind of don't. I know. Like they, they go back and forth with how much they're excited about them. You know, I'm happier, and then I'm also like more interested. Weirdly, now that I feel like I like released some of that creative energy, and now I have like an outlet for it, I feel more balanced, and I also feel like I'm almost like a better scientist because like. I think my energy is more balanced. So I'm more focused on it all. I don't know. I think when I was like not allowing myself to like do more things that were bringing me joy, I think like everything was harder. And now most things are, it's easier. Not like my life is like (laughs) smooth and butterflies and rainbows all the time, but like it is better. It's, better and like I enjoy doing my research I'm having more fun writing my papers and you know it's fun because like I'm gonna be judging the fair and in that same time like there's going to be like peer-reviewed publications that are going to be live in that same time like I'm already getting announcements your paper is scheduled to be live on this day there's a there's a press moratorium until this date but after that date your paper will be live and spread the word, you know, fun to be like, okay, I can still have, I don't have to give up the scientists and I don't have to give up the marshmallows. And I can just kind of like, let them sort of see where they go. And I can do, you know, do both. I love that. I love that you have like two so distinctly different outlets for creating that you are honoring and that you are seeing like actively seeing that it's bringing balance to you and then that balance is bringing like balance to your home right that you're a happier person so that of course none of it's perfect but when things come up you're coming at it as more of a whole person and that's yeah that's what we all want right is just to come at our day in a from a place of wholeness I think and like you said if you're not like before maybe when you weren't having this like beautiful creativity with the marshmallows, sitting down to do these papers is a very specific type of brain activity, right? And so there may have been some like festering agitation in this other side of your brain that was like, but we kind of want to go play right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something. I want to like make something colorful. I don't want to write all these words and make calculations, right? Yes. Yeah. And there was actually like, uh, it's funny, there was an equation. And I mean, this paper, we've been working on this silly paper for since I was like, started grad school. And there have been like a series of things that happened within our research group, why they didn't get it didn't get published up until now, you know, like, um, about 18 years after the research started. Um, or, you know, between 15 and 18 years after the research started. But we've like, a lot of it has been written for years. There's like this one specific equation in there that um, we all have looked at so many times, but I think we just glossed it over. And I happened to be needing to reference that equation for another paper. And I realized, oh my God, there's a mistake. And it was like a simple mistake in the equation. And it wasn't like affecting the calculations. It was just written in the paper. Uh, But I don't know if I hadn't been in the space with Rosemallow 
like I might have just like I might have glossed over like the very simple mistake, which was like subset into the equation. And it might have been glossed over for even after it had been published for like 10 years before somebody found this mistake. But I think because I had the headspace, I was like looking through this and I was like, uh-oh, that doesn't make sense. That needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. The attention changes, right? The Your mm-hmm. ability to actually, the way you're looking at things changes. Like you said, I love that you use that term glossed over because I think that's what happens is we get in ruts and we just go through our day kind of glassy eyed sometimes yep. if, if you're not doing things that light you up. And once you start, you know, experiencing that joy, it wakes you up. You're able to look at things differently and yeah. And then you catch them. <laughs> yeah. And that was motivating to me too, to continue to like, be like, okay, let's do, let's, let's make sure we do the you know, let's work on the other papers and things like that. Cause it's like, Oh, look, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the space and I'm still connected to the research and things like that. So, and it's been nice to not have to like choose one or the other. And I will say like, I've been lucky because Aaron has a, Aaron has the stable job. And so I can have like the ability to like contract work and, um, and then also do rose mallows. So that's been, I've been very fortunate in that way. Yes, you have been, but also just because your circumstances circumstances have that space there, some people would never have taken that space and made something beautiful out of it. So don't discount yourself too much. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. So at the end of every episode, I ask people, um, if there's something that lately that they've been finding to be true and it can be something small or it can be something big. And I, I always like to emphasize it can be very small. It can be like, I don't like shoes with laces anymore or whatever it is. Um, cause I just think it's so important for us to start tuning in to those things that are true, right? No, I don't like hanging up my dresses. I like to just grab them and go or whatever it is. So is there anything lately that you've been finding to be true? You know, I have to say this and I feel like it's going to seem like a shameless plug, but it isn't like, I love having my rose mellow on my coffee every morning. It it just brings me so much joy, like drinking it, tasting it. I just looking at it. I just love it so much. And my days are better when I do that for myself. Part of me feels sometimes like, no, those aren't for me. I'm supposed to be selling them. But like, no, these <laughs> are for me. Yes. And I just, I love it. You know, I just, I feel like we all can do like, even though it's hard, like it's nice to do something like small and special for ourselves. It's just like, and everybody has that thing that does it for them. And for me right now, like, because I've been drinking it during our our podcast I've been thinking about it and it, I've been tasting it and like enjoying it and I was like you know and I hadn't had one in my coffee for the last few days and I was just like that really brings me joy and I need to really honor that and not be like so like no those are for others no, as well. <laughs> no you get to enjoy literally enjoy the fruits of your labors right yeah enjoy the fruits to enjoy of my labor yeah yes like yes. revel in that luxury, you know, I love yes. 
it can be like you said it can be something so simple just really and it brings you back to the present like you said about food like food always just brings you into your body into this moment and and it is that that just delicious luxury I love it so much yeah it's just like yeah it's just beautiful so anyways I I love you so much Sarah I just this podcast is so amazing. You're doing such a beautiful thing. It's so intimate and incredible. Like I've recommended your podcast to lots of people, including people that are starting podcasts. I'm like, you need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know how Sarah's doing it, but it feels like I am in the room having a conversation with Sarah. Like, how is she doing that? Because I'm not even in the room with her. Like, it's just so like honest and real and true. And yeah, I just love it. And I feel lucky to know you. And I just, it's so beautiful, Sarah. Thank you, Lonnie. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the conversation with Lonnie today. If you... Uh, like me, enjoy beautiful, delicious things, please check out her website, Rose Mallow Artisanal. I will put the links to it in the show notes and order yourself something delicious and gorgeous. You won't regret it. <laughs>